And dink, 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 I want a high five. Dink, dink, I want a high five. You get one. High five me, please. Nope. You get one. Marvel, you want a high five? <laughs> Marvel's here with us today. Welcome back, everyone, <laughs> for the Jenna Julian podcast. Hey. Hey, Marvel. Catch me outside. How about that? Catch me outside. How about that? This episode of the Gentleman Podcast <laughs> is brought to you by Wink. Previously, Club W is now Wink, spelled W-I-N-C. Wink works directly with winemakers and growers from all over the world and creates delicious wine and delivers it to your front door. Mm-hmm. So if you like wine, check it out and get me 20 bucks off when you go to try wink that's try winc.com slash jenna and julian and they'll even cover the shipping also this week we have skim the skim makes it easier for you to be smarter it's a free email newsletter delivered to you each morning with the latest on world news politics sports entertainment and more all the information in a readable format, right in your email inbox. Very helpful, very awesome. Right now, you can sign up at The Skim. That's The Skim with two M's, S-K-I-M-M dot com slash Jenna Julian, and you'll be entered to win a $250 Visa gift card. Hey, Thank, thank you, you, sponsors. Sponsors. All right. I'm excited to be back. Welcome back to the... Ju- oh, just <laughs> Marvel's here with us. He's in his little sling. He loves that which thing. Which I got. I have, like, a little backpack for him. I've had multiple, like, marble-carrying devices in the past. This one's probably my favorite, though. He, it's his favorite, too. He loves it. Look he, at him. He won't get out of it. Marble's living his best life right now. Look at He's chicken. terrified of the mic. Chicken, you gonna say hello? Oh, there he is. Make him make a noise into the mic. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. He All you have to do snort. is move the bag a little. He loves that bag so much that he won't even get out of it to catch me outside. How about that? Wow, bud. Anyway, we have some uh, kind of you know mix of things that we're going to talk about today. Because um, I've been reading and watching things with my eyes open because I'm woke. Normally you watch things with your eyes open. <laughs> generally. Some people don't. I mean, it's probably a whole other experience. No. A, a couple of these I feel like I found out in the last like week or so. Mm-hmm. And one of them I was sitting on, forgot about, and then recently remembered that it blew my mind, that I loved it. Um, I'd so say, are you talking about the EMP or the Loch Ness thing? Loch Ness. Okay. I had seen and then forgot about. Um, but the EMP... EMP thing is interesting. Let's start with that. Okay. It's one of the more plausible or like realistic Armageddon end of days sort of scenarios I've ever heard of. Or like the end of civilization as we know it. it yeah. Um, so EMP stands for elect- electromagnetic pulse. And basically what it is, is it's a, a d- device... Uh, that can basically just like kill electronics remotely. So if it's near electronics and it's set off, it's detonated, it will completely not only turn off the electronics, but it will brick electronics. It will turn electronics completely useless, uh, when detonated specifically in front of those. So a little like, here's, here's an example. So in, uh, some of the old Call of Duty games, and I think some of the newer to Call of Duty games, it's a, it's like a power up or it's one of those things when you get a kill streak, you can use an EMP, which basically wait, turns. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. I was going to wait on the podcast to tell you this because you were, you were talking about EMPs. And, uh, so basically it's like, 
you know, in Call of Duty, you get kill streaks. So you get five kills, you get an airdrop, and ten kills, whatever, you get a fucking airstrike. And then one of the highest ones, which is like, you know, the highest amount of kills you can get, probably like ten kills, uh, seven or ten kills, is like you get an EMP, which basically turns the enemy's team's electronics completely offline. They don't have radar. Their um, their guns, the sights of their guns don't have the laser. Like everything electronic is now rendered completely off. Holy shit! Yeah. So it's it's been. I mean, it's a tactic in the in the military. It's been a tactic in militaries for a lot right. of years. Uh, but why don't you explain why it became interesting to you? So it became interesting to me because I like watching all of the YouTube channels that describe like the end of the world. And I love every couple of years, there'll be a new conspiracy about like why this particular upcoming month of this particular year is going to be the end of the world. And here's some random Disney movie that proves it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But when I started looking into the idea that uh, let me just, explain it how it was framed in this video that I watched which had like 63 views on it and it yeah. was fire and I loved it um, they framed the scenario like this so since like the early 80s or something our government has been very aware of how easy it would be for another country that wanted to fucking destroy America to not have to send over a nuke or a bomb or have people land here and fight us and whatever that the easiest way to destroy our civilization is to light off an EMP or an electromagnetic pulse because our power grid is relatively weak and has not been updated for a very long time. And we deal with this a lot in California, as they do in New York or other highly populated areas, although those aren't the only places that are affected by the power grid being weak. We just happen to see it a lot because we live in a big place. But it's weak as fuck and... What do, you, what do you mean by uh, the power grid's weak? So that I mean by the like our actual electricity, like how we get our electricity is very outdated and old and would cost a lot of money and a lot of time yeah. to update to make it better. Okay. So it kind of just is what it is. And I think f- is not a top priority for the government, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. And there's not like a lot of people being like, build this new power grid. We're like dealing with things that maybe are a little bit more pertinent at the mm-hmm. time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I could be totally wrong or just talking out of my ass, but that's what I think. And or, that goes for everything people, we say on this, you know, if, if we're wrong totally. about something, you correct us. Or it's something that just isn't on people's main concern because here in America, electricity is just second nature. You wake up, you turn the lights on, like you don't even really think about your electricity until it's off, you know? So this maybe isn't something that people feel like they need to be concerned about. So, in essence... That's the power grid. Detonating an EMP would kill the power grid beyond the point of repair. Right, so it's our current power grid that the country is working on, Mm -hmm. the system. If it were destroyed by an EMP, would take years to build back up. It would be very, very difficult to build backup because you don't have electricity while building the backup. Right. Um, So that's it's an like it's an interesting thought, right? That an EMP getting detonated on such a large scale to the point where an entire continent can go dark. Well, and also in the video that I watched, I was like, all right, well, what is an EMP? Like, how does someone like go about doing that? Apparently, they're not difficult to make, and that you can make them at home. Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) like they're that kind of thing. It's an electromagnetic pulse, and if you 
you know, do your research. It's, it's probably, you know, for someone who knows what, you know, what electronics mean and how to build them and how they work and how they interact with other electronics, it's probably a relatively simple process. What my only question would be is on a scale of an entire continent, Mm -hmm. right? Like, uh, you know, for an EMP to be detonated within a few hundred yards of a military base or Mm -hmm. whatever, that's plausible. I get that. That's, you know, it can send out a, a pulse and it can just completely destroy the electronics over the air. Um, but the idea of dropping one or multiple EMPs to knock out a whole country is great. I don't doubt that it's a thing. I just would love to learn more about totally. how that would happen. And I don't have the answer to that right no, now. And I know you don't. But I do know from <clears throat> this video yeah, yeah, that yeah. there are some places in the United States that are protected against and that you can protect against an EMP. EMP. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, Air Force One, yeah. I believe, has backup or protection oh, against yeah, EMP sure, sure. because if someone is so here's I guess the theory if someone were to send off an EMP like ISIS were like fuck America we're going to send off an EMP at Air Force One no just, just at in the air okay. in general and there's planes in the air and there's everyone doing things relying on your electronics yeah you can't like send out a bomb to blow up the EMP because the EMP still then goes off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the only way to actually protect against something like that is to have like preventative measures. Mm-hmm. So I do think or know that there are some things that have gone that far or have yeah. that measure, but the vast majority of America on any level, if that were to happen, it has no backup yeah. for an EMP. Yeah. Which fucking blew my mind. Well, what's like, because I always hear about like zombie or like f- asteroid That's very or plausible. solar flare or this is plausible. and a solar flare. I think would it, there there are theories that a, a certain type of solar flare on a certain scale would do something similar to an EMP. Okay, it's mind blowing. But think about this. This is even more mind blowing. So I was looking through the CIA declassifieds, the ones that just got released, the 13 million documents that were declassified uh, from the Central Intelligence Agency. And I, I literally looked up EMP because I wanted to see what was on there regarding EMPs mm. with keywords and EMPs or whatever. And I found this thing uh, around the time of World War II basically describing this as a plan like right. if if a country were to want to wipe out the power, the power grid in north america not just the united states like the north america power grid like right. the entire continent they were discussing it as if it was a plausible option during world war 2 right right and now exactly. we're in 2017 if you can imagine the difference in technologies like that right. that to me was like whoa right so <laughs> seriously well I, exactly this has been around for a long time people know that it exists but i did not know that that was a thing yeah, that please. was a plausible threat oh yeah yeah on that scale yeah 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 me neither i me didn't either. think it was possible and also i found it very interesting because the video sort of walked you through the scenario of what it would be like if an emp went off or someone actually did that and why it's so effective and what do they say okay like, what so, <laughs> just hear me out. I need to upgrade so, my go bag already. He like he described it as like you're waking up in the morning and you go downstairs and your <laughs> wife is trying to cook breakfast. I'm like, all right, dude. OK. All right. Enough with the gender um, roles already. <laughs> but so, you know, everything starts off relatively normal. Yeah. And we we're, we're both are into prepping and being prepared and having like a go bag and stuff. When you live in a place with earthquakes, you know, sometimes you don't know or maybe wherever you live, if you have tornadoes, you know what it's like when you have to prep if some sort of natural disaster may happen. Mm, yeah. And so you you prep for 
you you have like a week or a month that you know that you could be okay in certain scenarios, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So th- in this particular scenario, you're like, all right, you notice that your lights don't work. And then you realize that your cell phone doesn't work and your car doesn't work. And obviously your television and all of that. But then at some point, your running water doesn't work anymore. Your gas doesn't work anymore. None of like nothing in your home works. So whatever resources you go through are now gone and everyone is also out of their resources. You have no power, no nothing. And you have no means of transportation either because your car is scrambled. All electronics, everything with a tiny computer chip in it or a large computer chip, just completely bricked. And again, I mean, there's ways to prevent that. Or prepping to do that, but in the majority case of people, it's not something that you've ever thought. But just about. just the thought of like like in this scenario, you wake up one day, nothing happened, you didn't see anything, you didn't hear anything, right? But you wake up one day and your phone won't turn on, right? Your computer won't turn on, your car won't fucking start, right? Like things like that. The fact that that isn't like a apocalyptic fake scenario like that's something that could happen right so then they describe the scenario of like you go outside and there's like your neighbors out there and everyone's like talking about how nothing's working and you know everyone goes back into their houses and you try to just go about your day because you can't do anything you can't communicate with anyone outside of face to face or via letter which i imagine is not running anymore because the postal service runs on cars And and, (laughs) and computers so there's no way of communicating with anyone except around you so then a couple days go by and you're like all right are we going to get power back like nothing really is happening people are already starting to run out of food Mm -hmm. and start looting and start robbing either other people's houses or grocery stores or you know people start getting panicky and chaosy maybe after a week two weeks a month i don't know and then he described that the first people To die in that scenario would be people like in hospitals on life support, people uh, that need regular medications like uh, diabetes. If you take insulin shots and those need to be refrigerated, you can't take your insulin that those would be the first people that would die if they don't have the ability to keep that insulin cold. Um, The elderly or people that need assistance or help. Um, And then. You would see another round of people dying of just pure starvation or violent looting mm-hmm. or, you know, people trying Riots. to. Yeah. Um, and then the third wave of deaths, w- which would be pretty dramatic, is just as a result of sanitation. So people can't go to the bathroom in their toilets because you don't have water anymore. So people are going to the bathroom outside and uh, like all of these disgusting diseases are, are coming through from just being sick and handling things and touching things or being outside. And we've already discussed this in the past, I think, but the idea that in America or a lot of countries, if a pandemic were to come through, we're relatively unprepared for that. Mm-hmm. And, and that a lot of people would die just due to pure sanitation problems yeah. and being sick and not being able to get any sort of medical treatment or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that it was like a statistic that I don't know who came up with, but in this video was saying nine out of 10 people couldn't survive an EMP scenario, doomsday scenario. It would throw us into like the dark ages and I the just, pe- I, people like Amish people would be perfectly fine, but yeah. everyone else would be pretty fucked. I just I'm I'm so interested in the the 
power of a device that can do something on that scale. I just am like, I'm, I'm skeptical of it. I'm interested in it. Like you think about all of the cars that are parked deep underground in parking lots or pre- protected by so much metal or, or, um, brick or wood or just thick materials that generally slow down electric waves, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, whether it's, you know, for instance, if I'm flying my drone and I'm trying to fly it with a giant brick wall between me and the drone, it's not going to work because mm-hmm. they, they can't transmit uh, signal through that material. So what I'm wondering is like, you're going to try to set an entire continent off the grid with one or multiple EMPs. How strong has how does that have to be? And like, and how is that is that possible to make mm-hmm. something so strong to the point where like every single computer electronic in the entire continent is just completely hit by it yeah I mean, that, that to question. me is the biggest is the biggest I don't have an answer point of for skepticism that. for me but i do know that it was described that our own government had used this as a tactic in the past i don't know if the that's government true knows or not. all about emps i don't too. know i don't know if that's true or not um whether it's true or not they, it, they definitely know about EMPs. They has, know they've used them and i see now i i can't remember but i do remember them describing it either in some country in the Middle East, and that sounds so stupid for me to say that, but that it there was record of it being done in another country multiple times to the on like the, a big scale, like like citywide, citywide. Okay, yeah, I mean, but but something on a big scale happening repeatedly yeah. while no one was talking about it, yep. but it was happening. Hmm. Like that's terrifying. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. As a means of just like destroying. Uh, an entire population without having to do anything. Well, yeah, like without having to do direct violence, Mm -hmm. you know, like bombing or whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, imagine a scenario where you, you send off an EMP and then you decide that you'd also like to bomb that place. Then it's just like double fucked. It's like you you take away all their resources and everything they need to survive and then you kill them. (laughs) And then, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Right. The, the EMP thought, I'm glad you, like you found this and like we're talking about it. Cause for, for me, it, I agree with you hundred percent. This is the most plausible scenario that I can find myself believing and in turn terrifies the shit out of me. Right. Like this is thinking about it is terrifying because we are so unbelievably crutched and reliant on our technology. So if right. we, if that's like knocked out from under us and not only our technology, but our basic elec- electricity mm-hmm. and our basic human needs, like you said, like, uh, the plumbing, the electric, everyone would be literally cavemen, mm-hmm. but like no one's prepared. No one knows how to survive. Amish people do. So Amish people do, but you understand 99.99999% of the people would mm-hmm. die because they just didn't know how to survive. Right. And well, it would literally I, people, turn always, into, people always say that as if it's like somehow your fault it would be your fault if like i I guess what i'm trying to say is like people are like everyone's gonna die you're so reliant on our technology no you'd be an idiot not to be reliant on your technology at this point like you you have to at some point give into technology because otherwise you can't advance yourself in this world right we're already seeing it in terms of when you go to the dmv at this point you have to give them your fingerprint in the state of california they do that like there are things where you you no longer can be like oh i'm just gonna fucking chill and not have anything to do with anything it's becoming more and more impossible 
possible to do and, that. And even even the DMV hasn't implemented ninety percent of the technology of the day of, of today. Oh, absolutely. So but it's like I, I like to frame it in the idea that it's not necessarily your fault yeah. for being reliant on your technology. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because <laughs> you know a lot of I mean? people. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of when you bring up these scenarios of like doomsday or like being able to survive without your technology, like there is that general tone of like only these like fat technology addicted idiots would just like die off. But really it's like you, those p- idiots are the ones thriving in this world. Right. Those are the people who are doing very well, learning technology, advancing with the advancements of technology right. and therefore thriving as a human and right. whatever. And so I mean, a survivalist at this point would be a hobby for people. Yeah. And if like someone learning how to go do that, exactly. And that's honestly, in it's an theory, interesting hobby, but at the same time, it's just that it's a right. hobby. It's not something that you require of yourself because at the end, end of the day right we don't need it until we need it right Right. you know and so well i mean a lot of people are parts of groups or boy scouts or girl scouts or when you're a kid and you have your parents teach you and it's healthy it's a healthy hobby i think it's a good hobby that people should know that i think a lot of people do have like basic survival survival skills yeah if you were to ask like an ex-marine i'm sure our survival skills are nothing compared to what they should be yeah but i (laughs) know i honestly do appreciate that you brought up like you know, not to make fun of or, or mock the people who aren't prepared because they're so addicted to technology. Like that's a bad I, thing. I don't like, think people, it's people's fault that they're addicted that's what to I'm their saying, technology. It's like, it doesn't it, serve them to not be addicted no, but to it's it. It's also like you think about this scenario and you know that like the general notion of people without their technology is like you're useless, right? You're, you're idiots, but no, it's like, they're smart. It's just when you take away the entire medium of which they are smart and proficient in, Mm -hmm. then they become useless and dumb, but it's, it's not for a lack of them being, you know, smart on a day to day basis. I also also just don't like that argument because whoever the fuck is saying that, all right, well then tell me how you get to work every day without your car exactly, or you travel without an airplane, like fuck off. Okay. Get off your high horse. (laughs) Unless you're, what's his name on YouTube? That guy making survival videos. I love him. And even, even he writes in the description of his videos. It's like, I don't live in the woods. I just go out and do this in my free time. And it's fantastic. And really entertaining to watch yeah um what's the name of that fucking channel i'm totally blanking on it right now me too well it'll come to us later in the podcast um i'd say the worst part about like the grid going down is not being able to wake up the next morning and learning the news from my newsletter from skim (laughs) because honestly you don't have time to read all the news that's out there not to mention the money you'd pay for all the subscriptions to news sites, which a lot of news sites charge you now to read their their shit, which is annoying. So the easiest way to stay informed is to get the skim, which is an awesome free daily newsletter that takes all of the top issues, only the important things, puts them into an easy to read email, not convoluted, not you have to click around and click around pop-ups, pop-ups. It's, it's right there for you, easy to read, and you can stay informed. No more blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, it's very to the point, very helpful, very practical, especially in a doomsday scenario. When you need the news, <laughs> you got to check the skim. Uh, so you guys can try the skim right now for free. You just go to the skim.com slash Angelina. It's spelled the skim, S-K-I-M-M. There's two M's.com slash Angelina. You can enter your email and you click subscribe. It's that simple. Then you'll start receiving your emails right from the skim the following morning. There's a lot of stuff to keep up with in the world and it's overwhelming, but the skim makes it easier to know what's up. It's unbiased, fun, full of the important things that you need to know. And 
uh, it's free. So check it out, guys. Really, you will not be disappointed. And when you sign up at theskim.com slash Jenna Julian, you will be entered to win a $250 Visa gift card, which is basically cash. Um, so thank you to the skim. Awesome stuff there. Thank you, Skim. Also, Wink. I love that new rebranded name, by the way, guys. Thank that's, you. That's, that's so cool. sweet. Yeah, it used to be Club W. We've had Club W on a lot. Uh, they've rebranded, and they are now called Wink, W-I-N-C. Uh, Wink is just an awesome way to get your wine. Uh, personally, I've talked about this before. Finding wine that I like has been some of the most difficult shopping moments I've ever had <laughs> because you walk up to the wine aisle and you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. It's like, you know, the different, you know, there's Pinot Grigio and there's Sauve Blanc and, you know, but then, then there's like a million bottles and you're like, what do I pick? How am I supposed to know? What? Or wink. how do I get out of my current wine thing and stop buying the same bottle of wine? I'd like to try some new wine. And, and, I I'd, like to, like. and I'd like to try new wine that I, I know won't be shit. Right. <laughs> so what happens is you don't just get sent random balls with Wink. Okay. Wink is a personalized wine membership that recommends wine specifically for you based on the results of your palate profile quiz, which is basically they ask you questions, you answer the questions about tastes that you like and things you like to eat and, you know, notes of flavor that you enjoy and don't enjoy. And they take that information and turn it into bottles of wine. So you don't have to pick it by the coolest wine bottle label. You can actually get wine that you are That's what Julian literally like. used to do. I used to do that. I used to pick the coolest looking <laughs> bottle. And it, uh, let me tell you, as it fun as those, those ships work, it, it does work. not work. <laughs> it is not a, a, a recommended uh. way to shop for wine. What is recommended is Wink. So right now you guys get 20 bucks off when you go to Try Wink. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com slash Jenna and Julian. And they'll even cover the shipping. So check it out. Thank, Thank you, you so Wink. much, sponsors. Um, the name of that YouTube channel is Primitive Technology. Primitive Technology. He's great. He's I, yeah. really, really he's, great. I mean, videos. he's blowing the fuck up. Anytime yeah. you post a video, it's mm-hmm. trending. Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't post very often. No, he doesn't. And he works for weeks on his videos. Oh, it's so good. If you haven't checked it out, by the way, very cool channel. You should ten totally out of ten channel. He doesn't talk technology. at all. He doesn't talk at all. In the description, it's literally of his channel. It's like people always ask why I don't talk. It's because I learn better by just watching. So I figured I'd make my channel like that. I, you're I, like, I, damn, dude. He's also in New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. yeah. There's there's very few channels on YouTube where I'll come across and I'll just really be like, wow. I I never knew I needed this channel but I'm in my so life, but I, I need this. it, and I'm so into it, and also. What's really cool is he's out there, okay? And so it's shot, like, from him putting the camera down, and then he's doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's edited and shot in such a way where it's, like, very easy to grasp what is happening, but he also... Is, is really nice with the shots. Like, it yeah. looks pretty beautiful. And and a lot of times his hands are just so filthy. And you're like, how is he moving the camera and refocusing and pressing <laughs> buttons? And his hands are... And he's building a hut yeah. out of mud. It's He does it's the most so incredible impressive. survival shit all in the woods. Uh, it's just a hobby. But he... If you ever wanted to learn something, he has a blog as well where you mm. can kind of go and... He's I mean, cool. I'm just like plugging the shit out of this guy. But he deserves <laughs> it. It's like such a cool channel. Anyways. <sighs> well... I first of all, as we move on, I want you guys to let us know if any of you have been deployed in the military or you have experience with EMPs in some capacity. I'd love to know more. Yeah, me too. And Uh, whatever I said about EMPs, you have to understand that I literally just found out about this the other day. Yeah, it blew my mind. I I knew about EMPs for years. Yeah, that's crazy. Like when you think about predictive programming and stuff like that, the fact that you have little kids playing with EMPs is fucking mind blowing to me. 
It was like, I remember, it was like, um, th- there were like the two of the highest kill streak rewards. One was EMP, and the Tight. other, I forget what it was, some big, um, you know, uh, Harrier strike or whatever. Tight. But yeah, it's like, because you know how, like, in the FPV shooters, like, you have the, the dot on your sights, that goes away when the EMP drops because you can't, there's no electronics. So every little thing, Fuck it's for wild. Fuck's fucking sake. Yeah. Um, anyways. Also, mm. if, if I were dropping EMP on you and you have, an airstrike ready to call in, you can't call it in. Even if you earned it and you have the detonator, you're not allowed to call in an airstrike because they can't communicate. That's bullshit. I want to play Call of Duty now. I don't. I do. I don't. I do. I don't. I do. Mm. What if we just said I do and I don't for like the the rest 30 minutes of the podcast (laughs) nonstop? That's terrible. It sounds like a terrible podcast. What if that's all we ever podcast and we call it the I do, I don't podcast? And I don't. I do. I don't. I do. I don't. I do. All right. We'll we'll test drive that and see how it goes. Oh, I wanted to mention something. I totally forgot. What? Catch me outside. How about that? Julian! <laughs> Sorry. All right. Loch Ness Monster? Yes. Okay. okay. So I watched this a while ago. You were like, I forget where you were. You were out with like a friend or something. And I was staying in that night alone drinking wine and watching i believe i was watching in search of aliens which was Giorgio sukulos from ancient aliens with the hair the guy aliens that meme it's his like spin-off show called in search of aliens which i believe only has one season and it came out a couple of years ago or something mm-hmm. and so i was like well i better watch all of this you and your Giorgio. <laughs> i love Giorgio. so I think it was episode three where they talk about the Loch Ness monster. Don't read this. No I'm, cheating. No, I'm literally not even reading. So I, had, I don't even know how to read. I, I don't know about you guys, but like for the Loch Ness monster, Bigfoot, you know, that kind of thing. So some of the more traditional conspiracy theories, I felt like I like knew. Like the Loch Ness monster or Bigfoot? <laughs> I felt like I had a really solid grasp of all of the theories that were out there. So, really quick, mm-hmm. what was your grasp previously of the Loch Ness monster? What did you think, like when you thought of the Loch Ness monster before you read this? What is, what was it in your mind? Well, I mean, it's the same as Bigfoot. Like sightings happen all the time. Mm-hmm. No one's been able to prove or disprove mm-hmm. it. And what it's underwater, right? Yeah, it's underwater. Mm-hmm. Just but- in case people don't know the Loch Ness monster, is, I'm just saying, like. Everybody knows Give us, the no, Loch Ness no, Monster. There's a, there, you know what, Tommy, out there, I know you don't know what it is, and I don't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> you talking about my dad? Oh, little, t- little Tommy. Oh, he's okay, like, okay. He's like 16. Mm-hmm. Tommy, don't get mad that I called you out. I just want everyone to know what we're talking about. Whatever. <laughs> so I had never heard this theory about the Loch Ness Monster before, and it fucking kind of blew my mind okay, a little bit. Let's get on with it. All right. So in order to understand this, you might need to understand some other things first. Oh, I'm not good at that. Okay. Well, Julian, you've watched enough ancient aliens, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I fall asleep most of the time, but I've watched... Yeah. So maybe for, any- with you. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, which I don't know how you listen to this podcast and not know, but Giorgio Sukulos has a show called Ancient Aliens. The entire theory is basically that aliens have been visiting planet Earth since forever and that what for people, hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. What people perceive as gods have always just been extraterrestrials helping us Say with technology like at, at the terrestrials. Um, 
have been helping us with technology and that sort of thing. So, like, our ancestors weren't lying when they were like, uh, the gods came down from the sky and gave us this book about how we should live. They were like, no, that's true. It was it just was probably an alien. And, like, they go through, like, uh, cave walls of, like, the paintings and shit. And they're like, yeah. oh, they're depicting aliens in space. And- yeah, so that's the whole show is ancient yeah. aliens. Yeah. But well, um, they in the first season and in most of the other seasons after that, they spend a lot of time in, like, places where there's old structures like ancient Egypt where there's pyramids and obelisks and all of these old fucking things and there's those pyramids all over the world they mm-hmm. happen everywhere so there's so many good theories it's a great fucking show and it's funny you might laugh some of it's over the top a lot of it is the reaching to end all reaching but it's fun and fascinating and entertaining and I'm happy that it exists so in Egypt they make this argument a lot that because there's a high concentration of quartz in some of these things uh, and around the world that they theorize that quartz under stress can create electromagnetic fields, okay. which can be used quartz, for like Q-U-A-R-T-Z. Yes. Okay. Like the stone, yeah. which is why it's used to build a lot of these things. And they theorize, you know, the pyramids are like actually energy conductors and like they are beamed up into space or someone's using them to, create power on earth you know whatever there's all kinds of different theories but i had never heard of the quartz electromagnetic field theory when it came to the loch ness monster okay so listen to this because they they did the same thing in lake champlain and of course take all of this with a grain of salt so loch ness has a high presence of quartz in it and it's like, it, in the show, I can't remember, it was a long time ago, and I was fucking drinking wine and didn't have time to rewatch it for this podcast. <laughs> were you but drinking were saying, wink wine? Because I think you probably were. <laughs> they were saying that because it's like relatively narrow, but very deep, and also has a high presence of quartz, that it could, in theory, in a very stretchy theory, create an electromagnetic field inside of the lake, so that when people see... The Loch Ness Monster, it, the quartz has actually created a wormhole through time where the Loch Ness Monster is just sort of coming through that wormhole at that moment. or Just passing through. Right, because it, the way that the quartz would be affected, it could affect the structure of the space-time continuum in, like on the quantum level. Do you see oh what I'm saying? God. So if you like just really squint your eyes and expand your mind for a second, every once in a while when the quartz gets stretched, like stressed yeah. underneath the earth yeah. inside of the lake, it could in theory create a wormhole that which would explain why when people go out there and they're looking for it and it's not there. We can't find it on our little fish readers or we're looking in the bottom of the lake. And why do people see it sometimes? Where does it go? Yeah. This theory would make it so just about everyone is correct. Yes, you've seen Loch Ness, the Loch Ness Monster and the people that sit there for years and years and claim to have seen it, you may have seen it because it might have been a stress in the space-time continuum where the Loch Ness Monster, like, imagine you're the Loch Ness Monster, right? So it's like a prehistoric dinosaur swimming in the water, and then it accidentally sometimes crosses through a wormhole. Which brings it to now. Right, but then it would go back when the wormhole is no longer there. So the other compelling part of this was that there's Lake Champlain, which I think is in New Jersey. Where is it? I should look it up. I feel dumb that I don't always have all my own information. Um, That they have similar sightings of a similar creature called Champ. And the lake 
Guess what has in it? High levels of quartz, motherfucker! And it's very narrow and very deep. Just like Loch Ness. <laughs> Hello? So I want to know the quartz thing. Um, when it creates ele- electromagnetic fields, is that something that's been scientifically proven and tested a bunch? Or is it just like... <laughs> you know, I don't have the answer to that. And if I did, I mean, it if I like, did, it would take all the fun out of this. Well, no, I, it's yeah. in Vermont. Well, here's Sorry. the thing. The claims on even a website that's super crazy out there would have to be backed up by some sort of semblance of science where quartz being compressed or whatever um, under pressure would create electromagnetic of some sort. There has to be some sort of real nugget of truth and and tested, you know, uh, experiment experimenting with with it at some point. Or maybe there isn't, but I honestly think that if someone's going to make a theory like that, there had been some sort of testing. So I'd love to look more into the actual science of quartz and electromagnetic fields before I started looking deeper into this theory. Do you want me to look up real quick? Sure. Is Kermit crying? Kermit, yeah. do you need some quartz? Kermit, if I put quartz in your bed, All right. I looked you're going to see the Loch Ness Monster in your bed. I looked up quartz electromagnetic energy, okay. and the first thing that came up is from October 12, 2014. Uh, the Mind Unleashed. It says, is science finally catching up to what the ancients already knew about crystals? Um, despite the plethora of anecdotal evidence that exists on the healing powers of stones and crystals, the debate continues to rage in the scientific community over whether crystals actually have any real healing power. Uh, basic internet search reveals many articles claiming crystal healing to be pseudoscience. In fact, one recent study argues that crystals have absolutely no healing power and the placebo effect amounts for most of people's healing experiences with them. So we're assuming is healing is based, based off of the electromagnetic fields or something. It does sound debated. It sounds... Well, that... Obviously... But, I mean, the negative effects? Ooh, ooh. Ooh. We should have a podcast where we just Google shit on the podcast. and just like That's pretty lit. Quartz page. Physical properties. Is should this, I look in this? This looks shifty. This looks far more scientific than whatever I just read was. Light? Light can be described as an oscillating electromagnetic field that propagates through space as a wave. Um, I don't need to know about... What light does? I would like to know about quartz. All right, we're n- we can't do this right now. I'm we not going to find. We need to come back and do right part now. two. We need to do some hardcore research on the quartz thing. When, but let's table the quartz. We can, but I think that's part of like the whole ancient alien thing is like we can only theorize what these giant like monoliths made out of quartz could be used for because I don't think that we have completely understood or understand some of the properties of what might make this work. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like when, when it's theorized that the, the pyramids of Egypt, they're shaped like Orion. They're like perfectly organized, like in a line with the sky. Are they really shaped like Orion? I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. Like like Orion. Yes. I had no idea. Oh, (laughs) okay. Or like, um, you know, some of the, obelisks and things like if you were to run an electric current through that like what what that would happen Mm -hmm. or there's like a another place that's shaped exactly like a fucking computer chip so 
yeah. So like maybe we don't know the answer to that. Maybe I'm wrong here, but yeah. as far as I'm concerned, it's only ever theorized that quartz has this property. Mm. And I don't know. And obviously, if we it's know. like I said, there's probably a nugget of science and then all debated other stuff. Right, but I love that. That's great. That's I'm, fine. That's, I'm but that's I mean how that's how you can bend have your a mind. Nugget of science and then a, a fucking wild and free imaginative com- conversation well, about uh, of what course. that could be. Otherwise, mean. how are you going to bend your mind if it's just all scientific facts? You can't debate anything. So you can't even expand. Uh, that's like your talking thought. to my dad. Well, your dad is a material science engineer. <laughs> no, no, he's a chemist. Chemist. Your brother's a material science engineer. Yeah. So I'll, I remember like when I first started getting like really into like questionable things and I was, I asked my dad about like string theory and stuff and he was sort of just like, he would laugh and then give you like a really straightforward answer, like n- nothing that you're just looking for. Completely and factual. the same with my brother too. Like you'll say something and he'll just be like, mm, yeah, My grandpa was the same way. He, and I'm like, anytime, even it, just play along for a second. Even, when I was growing up or even today, if I talk, if I ask my grandpa like about atoms, because he works at a linear accelerator center, Stanford right. Linear Accelerator Center, like right. one of the biggest in the world. He works there and he has worked there for years. So anytime I have a question, uh, like, what about what is that? Like, what do you and think about just, like, parallel universes? Quantum physics, and I'm like, yeah, but not that in meme a f- where she's like doing all the math in her head. Yeah, but it's not like in a fun way. It's like they have the answer already that already negates everything that you just were interested in. <laughs> yeah, it's like shutting down your creativity with their facts and yeah. knowledge. <laughs> like, get out of here! You know, get no out fun. of here with your fucking genius. <laughs> you know, fun. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Well, I think Isn't we that should. Interesting, though? I, I definitely, I like that. I like this. The Loch Ness theory, I like theory? it a lot. And I would love to get back and do some research specifically on the quartz thing. Mm. Um, see what out there and maybe we can come back and sort of do a part two follow up on totally. it uh, because it's to me that's like super fucking interesting well I, I was like I, it's very rare in my low level of expertise of conspiracy theories that you find a solution that literally makes it so that everyone is right you know what I mean mm-hmm. like that everyone that has theorized about that you know where does it go or is it really there like everyone's pretty much right well the, the, because the, it does leave well the theory and it of is it there. passing through a wormhole so it's only briefly in our time makes perfect sense because right? everyone only sees it for a second right so it's like you're right it's proving all these sightings as fickle as they may sound to be per, you right. know, proven like the the those two lakes in particular because of their high level of quartz and like ability to have stress and in this certain shape, I don't know, I have to go back and watch it. It creates sort of like the perfect environment to create a wormhole. But there's also theories about that being the case for, you know, what if that's the case for a Bigfoot or the case for all the Megalodon or whatever those giant sharks are sightings or whatever recently. Mm -hmm. Like maybe these things are real, but they're sort of just passing through the space time continuum for the moment that you've seen them. Mm. And then they're gone. That's crazy. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Hell yeah. I like it. I like where your head's at. This is a good one. If you also think about it in terms of like the Bermuda Triangle, or Mm -hmm. you have these places where we don't know much about them, but they are sort of portals or something of something of the sort. Yeah, because it's concentrated energy of some sort. They go and then they never come back. Yeah. So like You mean like planes go through the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they disappear. So if you can't, we should look on the CIA to classify on that too. Sure. If like if you can't find the wreckage of a plane and it's just vanished, yeah. Who's to say that it didn't just go through into a different a, time, a, 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 like a wormhole? Like can you or like if so, say you're an ancient people on Earth, and maybe s- some airplane comes down and crashes down through a wormhole because it went through the Bermuda Triangle. I'm pretty sure that I'd be like, holy shit. 
These are our gods. Meanwhile, <laughs> in today's world on Ancient Aliens, we're watching a story about how millions of years ago they found an airplane part. And we're like, wait a minute. Right. That airplane that went missing yesterday. Maybe it just went through a wormhole. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? That shit's crazy. Or like when aliens come here, they're really just like maybe getting lost in another universe that traveled through a a wormhole. And they're not here to do anything other than be like, oh shit, we're fucking really lost right now. Yeah. Fuck. Right? Right. I'm like, that's crazy. Well, then maybe that would explain why there's all different types and kinds of UFO sightings. Because maybe they're all from like really, really different places. Crazy futuristic. Yeah, totally different. And like somebody went through the wrong wormhole and they were like, oh, fuck, we're fucked right now. That thing I filmed in the sky, that might have been coming through a wormhole. No, that was a Trident 2 missile. That's what they said. It was a Trident 2 missile. Sounds like that's what they want you to believe. I do believe it. And it was a Trident 2 missile. What do you call a sheep when you're just saying one sheep? I think the (laughs) ship. (laughs) Ship. (laughs) <laughs> I think the intentions of that Trident 2 missile are everyone. up for debate because they lit it over. They f- f- like flew it over the, the second city. largest city in the United States. Teehee, don't mind us. We're just the military over here testing our Trident 2 missile. And I, did, I played right into their hand. Tee-hee. I did exactly what they wanted. They wanted someone to film it, and All I did. I'm just, I'm a government prop. <laughs> anyway. Okay. The last thing that I wanted to talk about, which was another thing that I learned about for the very first time ever, never heard of it, Mm. which blew my mind, was Zozo. Zozo. So I don't like this. I've never heard anyone talk about it. If anyone has, it's probably Shane Dawson. And I don't fuck with Ouija boards. They really scare me. I used to when I was younger. And we used to play a game called Psychic Circle, which was really fun. Um, But I don't fuck with that shit anymore because it legitimately terrifies me. Mm -mm, I'm good. But... There's a worldwide phenomenon called Zozo or Zaza or Mama, which is like a people theorize is a darker demonic entity that comes and like sabotages your Ouija board. So one of the examples was uh, someone was talking or heard from Zozo that. They was like, how am I going to die? And the Zozo said, alone in a car wreck at night. And that person died alone in a car wreck at night. And the record of... (laughs) What? No, go ahead. I wanted to give more of a background. All right, go ahead. Sorry, I don't know. So people would describe, and this is cross-culturally across the world. This has been reported how many, times? many, many, many times. Like, tens? Hundreds? Thousands? Why don't you look it up right now? Because I don't remember. But Is so, it raining? Is that what that is? Yeah. yeah. So people will be playing uh, their Ouija board and thinking that they're talking to a spirit or you know a little boy. And the thing with demons or evil entities is that... Don't Google Zozo, demon. Ooh. There's a weird picture that comes up, and I don't like That's it. That's gross. I don't like it. I'm, I'm, is I'm, that demons and evil spirits don't play by any rules. Like, if they want to trick you and lie to you, they will. Because they're so, demons. Right. So there's a lot of examples of people saying, like... Oh, I hate this shit. Well, listen. I'm listening. I just don't like it. That people would be like... um, I thought I, we had sat down as a group of friends to talk to, uh, you know, a dead family member or loved one. Okay. And they would ask it questions to make sure that it really is them, like something that only, you know, your past grandmother would know. Yeah. So, you know, we're sitting here. We're being like, all right, what color was grandma's favorite flower or something like that? And they would tell you and we're like, oh, amazing. All right. We're talking to my okay. grandma right yeah. now. And then people would report it just all of a sudden making figure eights or circles many times in a row and then t- 
telling you that it's Zozo, Z-O-Z-O, or Z-A-Z-A, or M-A-M-A, over and over and over again. So there's also a conspiracy theory. Well, hold on, let me finish. So when people would be like, who is Oz? Who is Zozo? Who is Zaza? Who is this? They would reveal to you that they were pretending to be your dead grandmother. And the reason they knew those answers was because they were reading your mind. Yeah. Isn't that fucked? Yeah, I don't like that. And then, of course, there's all the people being like, it's, it like took over me for a minute and it felt hot and I had really bad luck. But like, why is there a cross-cultural phenomenon of some of the same spirit or entity like just sort of invading people's Ouija boards? What do you mean, why? If you believe in demon spirits, then that's why. It's a demon spirit. But it's still crazy. So yeah, there's, but- there's another conspiracy theory that... It's sort of an Ouija trick. So you're never supposed to go backwards on the alphabet or the numbers because that could open a portal and let someone in. So the physical spelling of the word Zozo like forces you to go to back and forth Got and it. back backwards over and over again on uh, the board, which opens like a demonic portal. God damn. I'm like genuinely freaked out right now. Isn't it mm-hmm. fucked up? Don't like this. But yeah, so people, please don't ever try to contact Zozo or Zaza. Do whatever you want to no, do, but don't, don't, don't tell it that we told you to. fucked up. In fact, if you could put in a good word with Zozo for me, I'd love it. You might want to like actually watch some of those like videos or, or read some about it because it's, it's a real thing that people are, it like fucks people up. Yeah. It's not cool. I don't know if you believe in that or don't believe in that, but I wholeheartedly believe in that shit. Okay. What? I'm good. Julian. No, I'm good. You're good what? I'm good. Like, I have nothing to participate. I'm like, it's, it's a, it's like, I believe in it, but it, I feel like the more I talk about it, the more I'm going to psych myself out and have shit happen to me. <laughs> okay, Is that Julian. fair? Okay, Julian, we'll stop talking about it. But if you're interested in it, there's a lot I'm of like, stuff. I'm like online. freaked out about that. that shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's really I, I, like, I never want to sit here and be like, um, it's stupid. Why would you believe? And, you know, because then I feel like that is going to just bring it or, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I just, the more words I say, the more I sick myself out. But like if, you, yeah. if you have any personal experiences with that phenomenon, please tell us in the comments. But also it said like some of the warning signs were um, it going to the four corners of the board or creating figure eights or circles over and over again. But it, it, it's just crazy to me that uh, any sort of entity could trick you into moving the, well, the thing on the board so that it could. Oh yeah, for sure. I gain mean, access. But aren't, aren't like demon spirits and demons like masters of deception? Deception. They, and they lying. fuck with you. Yeah. So it's like a, I mean, it's terrifying, but that makes perfect sense right? when you think about it. Yeah. So fucked. Did you hear that noise? Is yeah, that Zaza? No, it's Kermit at the door. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he's kind of zozo uh, But yeah, if you're interested yeah. in it, you can look up stuff on it. I wouldn't recommend doing it. I have I have yet to read anything positive about that experience. <laughs> I wanna so st- please don't. Gonna you're st- going to have a bad time. I'm going to stick with the quartz for now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with the quartz. Maybe after a couple bottles of wink wine, I'll think yeah, about okay. it. Yeah, so those were the... Um, interesting things. Interesting things. I came across this this week. Strange, strange things. Strange things. Not stranger. Oh, remember you like that song? All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for another podcast. Even though I got scared. 
at the end. And, and leave us some good comments about okay. your information. I'm actually not okay. No, <laughs> uh, I know there's a lot of you, every one of you guys I know is smart, but in different ways. So if you guys have any knowledge of the EMPs or anything that we talked about, feel free to let us know in the comments. Quartz, we, electromagnetic quartz, fields. Yes, all that stuff. Uh, we would love to know more. We're also probably, like I said, going to follow up at some point and mm. do a part two about that. But thank you guys for li- listening to this talk. Appreciate it's all I ever want to do. It's all you ever want to do. <laughs> you guys have a great week. Bye. See you next week. Bye.